good evening and wherever you are tuning in to this very special African Cup of Nations 2021 podcast. Welcome, whether you are in the Americas, Asia, Europe, Oceania, and to the many lovely audience on the African continent who will always make time to listen to our podcast post-production. We say thank you. Keep doing the listening and keep subscribing and keep listening to the website for many more updates. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight on the show, I have African football expert, uh, Mr. Justin Akowa, who will be joining us and to discuss the games that took place in Douala and Garua in Cameroon. And uh, for the many audience who may be wondering what's happening in Cameroon, you can listen to our last week's podcast. We did a full rundown of where Cameroon is located, what, uh, what Cameroon has been about, the history behind the country. We looked at the history of the African Cup of Nations all the way through to the qualification. And now we are doing the tournament proper itself. Today, the stats descended in Douala. Riyad Mahrez, Algeria, the defending African Cup of Nations champions from 2019, were held to a goalless draw against Sierra Leone. Sierra Leone are back in the African Cup of Nations for the first time in 26 years. The last time Sierra Leone was at the African Cup of Nations was in 1996 in South Africa. And they've scored only two goals in the history of the African Cup of Nations. And those goals came 26 years ago when they beat Burkina Faso 2-1 in South Africa, 1996, AFCON. Today, they made history by holding defending African champions to a goalless draw. Remember, Algeria have the longest unbeaten streak in international football. And this is the first time since 20, October 2018 that Algeria have not been able to score a goal and were held to a goalless draw. And that is an impressive performance. And that is to say that in African football, there are no longer minos. I'll tell you, there's one MLS legend in the Cameroonian side, in the, in the Sierra Leonean side that is playing in the current African Cup of Nations. And I'll tell you who that is. He's been a good ambassador for his country in the MLS and across the United States. And I'm going to brief you shortly. In the other game, Nigeria versus Egypt, seven times Afri AFCON champions. Between these two sides, there are 10 African Cup of Nations titles. Egypt have seven. The last time they won it was in 2010 when they beat my beloved Ghana by a lone goal in Angola. And the Super Eagles of Nigeria are three times AFCON champions. The last time they did it was in 2013 in South Africa when they beat Burkina Faso by a lone goal. I was privileged to be at the stadium when the late Stephen Keshi 
used a relatively unknown Nigerian side to lift the trophy. For this Nigerian team, the guy who scored the goal today, Kelechi Inacho, I was privileged to see the beginning of his career when he featured in the under-17. Inacho currently plays with, he was previously playing with Manchester City and is currently playing with Leicester City. He played in the under-17 youth championship in the UAE. And I was privileged to follow his journey. And it's a joy to see him with Taiwo, who plays his football for Union Berlin, who was also a member of that under-17 team in 2013. Today, fly the flags of Nigeria high by beating Mohamed Salah's Egypt by a lone goal. I'll give you all the details, but we'll hear from an African football expert, Mr. Justin Akowa, to get his thoughts on the game. But just before we get, we speak to Mr. Justin Akowa, I want to share with you some key statistics and then we'll get into the thick of the discussions. So, Mohamed Salah against Nigeria. Mohamed Salah was literally stifled throughout the game. And kudos to the entire Nigerian team. He made 35 touches and only four in the opposition box. And only had one shot on target. And that was the only shot he had throughout the game. And he only attempted two dribbles with only one successful dribble. Today was definitely not Mohamed Salah's day. And one another impressive player, a Sierra Leonean goalkeeper, who was the man of the match, Mohamed Kamara. He made seven saves against Algeria, the most by a goalkeeper without conceding at the African Cup of Nations since Ovono for Equatorial Guinea versus the DR Congo in 2015. Afcon. The 2015 Afcon also took place in Equatorial Guinea. Kamara also had the most touches. He made 48 touches and the most for any Sierra Leonean player today. He was the man of the match. Very touching, very, very touching story there. And uh, Sierra Leone, like I said, held Algeria to a goalless draw. I'm also going to give you another history, but just I, before I give you that history, the day three results also proved that Algeria, zero, zero, Algeria Sierra Leone 0-0, zero, zero, Nigeria Egypt 1-0, Sudan Guinea-Bissau just ended about three minutes ago before coming into the studios and it's also goalless, it also ended goalless draw. The goals have indeed dried up in Cameroon with just one goal in three games today and now just nine goals in the first nine games, an average of one goal per game, which is not too good. And we'll hear from Mr. Kowa at this point. Um, Mr. Justin, can you join us on the floor? Hello, Mr. Justin. Hello, Philip. Good evening. How are you? Good evening. I am, I am, I am fine, thank you. How, how about you? We're doing great. We're doing great. And so is my cherished listeners who are itching to hear from you. You've just heard me share uh, the various statistics. Uh, first, uh, let's discuss uh, the game that happened in Douala between Algeria and Sierra Leone. And um, let me just give you a quick recap 
of the stats in that game, and then I would pick your thoughts. What do you make of Mohamed Kamara, the uh, Sierra Leonean goalkeeper, today? Well, I believe I believe it was it was a well it was a well deserved performance by the goalkeeper. Um, as 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 you can see, he follows a list of a list of African goalkeepers to make their name in this continental showpiece. Following Didi Obono, the likes of Didi Obono of Gabon, um, uh, Kennedy Imwini of Zambia, and for 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 him to face one of the most prolific teams in Africa and keeping a clean sheet is something that's very commendable. So then I really believe that he had a very great performance and deservedly he won the man of the match. So then that goes to show how how well he did today. Most definitely, most definitely. And uh, looking at the overall performance of the Sierra Leonean side, I was highly impressed. One 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 player that stood out for me was at the centre back, Steve, and uh, who was eligible to play for England and. Um, only switched allegiance to join the Sierra Union team last month. And uh, he had his, his first and last game ever for the three Lions. He, only, he was only capped once. And today, at age 30, he made his AFCON debut for Sierra Leone. And he was also equally impressive. I don't know what you make of that. Of, of, of that. Well, well, as well as as we all know, people who have watched um, the English Premier League for quite some time, especially watching Swansea, watching uh, watching Liverpool back then, will know who Steve Corker was, and he has he has been impressive. He has he has he has been impressive back then, and you could see it here. His experience showed how to take care of how to take care of um the how to take care of a very good team by defending like an underdog, winning every battle, trying to trying to match them and was able to read and intercept a lot of a lot of through balls that they were they were they were doing and whenever and and showed immense leadership that the Sierra Leoneans needed to face the Algerians. Most definitely another another player who stood out was Kamara. Um, who plays his trade in the MLS MLS League in the US and he's been in the MLS for quite some time now. Unfortunately, his goal was disallowed and he was already celebrating. Uh, uh, celebrating. I don't know what you also make of, of his performance today. Well, Kamara is their marksman. He's their, he's their best player as well as their most experienced player. As I said in, in one of the previous episodes, he is top 10. In terms of most MLS goals, so then you should know the kind of danger he poses on a very good day. He's he's a he's a good striker. He's a fast he's a fast guy. He is he is known to he is known to fight for every 50-50 and has and 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 has a very good header in him once in a while. So then he he also he also showed he also showed that he, he had to come to the party as 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 we know. If you are facing one of the best teams in the world, national teams in the world, you know that all hands should be on deck, and you could see you could see it evidently by how he did to, today. 
Impressive, impressive. And uh, we'll, we'll come to the African, defending African champions, Algeria. And for me, I was very disappointed in Algeria. I didn't expect Algeria um, to, to, to come up with, I, I, I was, uh, my expectations was very high for Algeria, um, given the fact that they had just come from an impressive Arab, Arab uh, FIFA Arab Cup where they lifted that trophy. And uh, what do you make of the, entire, of the entire performance of the team? Even though they didn't lose the game, they still, they're still keeping their unbeaten, unbeaten run. But what do you make of their performance? Well, I believe, I, I believe they came into this game very relaxed. They were, it looked, for me, it looked like they underestimated the kind of danger the Sierra Leoneans have. And you could, you could see it. It was for, for Jamel Belmadi. It's, it's, this, this looks like one of their most passive performances collectively because Algeria, as you know, can play, can play a step or, or two steps higher than they play. So then, so then it was, it was, it was a very passive game. And for me, I believe, I believe that, I believe that this, this kind of performance also goes to show why um, Baghdad Bunja is, um, is Algeria's number one striker because you know how well he does, you know how well he involves his attackers, his fellow attackers into the style of play. But then Slimani is more of a target man who, if if he doesn't have a lot of service, wouldn't be able to function. So then there, there was there was a lot of there, for me there was a lot of um um lack of a lack of um, sharpness with, within the Algerian side. And the best player in the last AFCON was suspended for this game. So then you could you could see that he was also missing in terms of in terms of um, their collective play and linking the midfield to to the to the to the attack. So then you can only hope against Ivory Coast that Algeria will be back and they will be performing as as good as ever so that we can see a very good performance from them. Talking of Baghdad Bunja, I think um, he joined the team, even though he plays his trade in, in Qatar with uh, 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 Ghana's captain, Andre Ayou. Uh, they all play for Al Saad. Al Saad uh, was the team uh, for the purposes of clarity and um, understanding for my audience. That was the previous team, uh, Barcelona legend Xavi Hernandez coached before moving to Barcelona uh, recently. And he coached uh, Bunja. And um, he, he joined the camp late, even though um, um, Algeria was camping. The Desert Foxes were camping in, in, in Doha uh, before the African Cup of Nations. And uh, do you think that might have accounted for why uh, the coach uh, kept him on the bench uh, uh, before uh, bringing him towards the latter stages of the game? Mm-hmm. Maybe you can maybe you can attribute it to lack of game sharpness to start the game, but then Bunja is Bunja as you all know he gives a hundred for outside. I believe he averages around two goals per game in his all-time career stats for outside. So then you should know the kind of you should know the kind of ability he brings to the side. And 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 I forgot to mention I think today Brahimi wasn't wasn't at his best 
And I believe that even though he had a good Arab Cup, um, the players, the other players that were were added to this side should should have probably um, gotten the nod over him, especially West Ham winger side Ben Rama. So then there's there 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 are a lot of there are a lot of bad decisions or maybe decisions that weren't looked at in detail that were made by Belmadi and that probably cost costed them this this precious three points. Would you also say it's a function of um, Algeria underestimating Sierra Leone? Because for any nation um, um, uh, giving the peak that Algeria finds itself and having had the longest unbeaten run in international football and coming into this tournament with a team that have literally not been at the African Cup of Nations in 26 years and not much is known of them in football. Uh, do you also think maybe the Algerians underestimated the abilities of the Sierra Leoneans? I, I certainly believe so, because even in the first 20 minutes of the game, you could see how the Sierra Leoneans tried to impose themselves onto the Algerians to show that they will not be pushed over. So then you can, so you could, you, you could tell, you, you could tell that these, these things were very, very obvious to the extent that Belmadi made a very um, quick sub, a half-time substitution where he brought in his experienced centre-back um, Ben Lamry to play because you could tell that he could tell that there was the Sierra Leoneans were posing enough threats and he shouldn't have taken them lightly as openings. So then you could you, you could see that as I said there were a lot of there were a lot of maybe risky decisions made by the coach going into this game and hopefully hopefully we all hope that Algeria shows shows the best of the best of football football performances against Cote d'Ivoire in their next game. Yes, their next game and talking of their next game, their next game is against um uh Cote d'Ivoire. That is like a final before the final. What what are your expectations uh for that game? For me, I just I just believe that um the Algerians should be able, a fully functioning Algerian side should be able to beat the Ivorians. But then, I think I think I was I was following some news. I don't know how true it is, but um, Ivorian goalkeeper I think Sylvian Bovo has been has been found for um, some doping issues, for which probably he may yes, not start, you are right. He may not start for the yes, I- you are right. So yes, you are right, and uh, not to cut you short, but for the purposes of my audience, um, Ivorian goalie plays club plays for club football in Ethiopia, Ethiopia, and he's been he's been found to have to have taken unapproved substance uh, uh, to, that is that is believed to have enhanced his performances, and uh, the decision to ban him was actually informed to him, or he was informed. I think somewhere last year on the 26th of December. And uh, it's something not new to uh, members of the Ivorian Football Association and the, uh, and the elephants, the entire playing body. But um, it was made official and public today for the first time. And I believe that is uh, a big blow to, to the Ivorians. And um, Mr. Justin, you can continue with your submissions. So then we, we know that... He's, I think, their best goalkeeper, and he's their starter. So, 
losing losing him may be very 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 maybe a big loss for the elephants so then hopefully the algerians can take or the, the algerians can take um an opportunity to be able to let and um, score a lot of goals in that game in that game awesome and um we have a special preview that um, we prepared for the Algeria Sierra Leone game. And um, Mr. Justin, hold your fire. We'll come back to you after that preview. We'll also immediately take the preview of the Nigeria Egypt game and then the highlights. And then we'll come to our studio, back to the studio to take our discussions. Different story, and defending champions Algeria will be all too wary of this as they step out for the 2021 Africa Cup of Nations opener against the Leone in Douala. Now, many eyes will undoubtedly be on Algeria to see if they can maintain or indeed improve on the performance that saw them lifting the coveted AFCON trophy in 2019 for just the second time in their history and the first since 1990. But the question of how to improve on a gold medal finish presents a catch-22 situation. While another title could be seen as just maintaining the status quo, anything less than that will be seen as a decline. The prospect of possibly setting a new record for the most consecutive matches without defeat in international football could definitely serve as an incentive for the Algerians. This record is currently held by Italy, who enjoyed a string of 37 games without defeat, but this was ended in October 2021. Algeria's own run has seen them now grow 29 games without tasting defeat, which sees them move just eight victories away from equaling their Zuri's impressive record. In addition, Algeria could also join an exclusive list of nations that have managed to secure consecutive AFCON titles. This list currently only includes three of the nations, which is the pharaohs of Egypt, who won back-to-back titles in 1957 and 1959, as well as a treble between 2006 and 2010. The Black Stars of Ghana also won back-to-back titles, coming in 1963 and 1965, and the indomitable Lions of Cameroon sealed their victories in 2000 and 2002. The immediate task for the Algerians, though, will be to secure a victory against Sierra Leone in their opening fixture, and they'll be relying heavily on Manchester City winger Riyad Mahrez to perhaps replicate the performance that saw him play a pivotal role in the Desert Fox's 2019 triumph, saw him contributing three goals to the side's eventual tally. Our Leone stars will undoubtedly have targets of their own as the West African nation makes a return to the continent's biggest competition after an absence of 26 years. Our Leone stars have never progressed past the group stages and will be hoping to change this as they step out for only the third time on the AFCOM stage. The side won't be expecting a welcome back party though as they are quite aware of the tough task that lies ahead. They have to try and do what many would deem as the impossible. That is, to neutralize the likes of Riyad Mahrez en route to dethroning the current champions and ending one of the most impressive runs of form in international football. Often said that... And on the same day that Algeria get their title defense under... And on the same day that Algeria get their title defense underway, two of the teams... So now we are taking the preview on their way. for the Nigeria 
Egypt game, after which I'll also give you the highlights, and then we'll come back to our studio to hear from our football expert, Mr. Justin Akowa. Lock horns in a mouth-watering group D encounter at the Stade Omnisport de Garua Stadium. The Super Eagles of Nigeria get their quest for a fourth title underway against the Pharaohs of Egypt, who too will be looking to end their 12-year wait for a return to AFCON glory. Other two sides are favorites to proceed from this group, which also features the likes of Sudan and Guinea-Bissau. Statistically, this does promise to be an epic showdown between two sides that are evenly matched and equally capable of dethroning each other. Other Super Eagles' road to Cameroon has been far from smooth, with some players joining the team later than expected due to COVID-19 protocols, and others unable to travel to Cameroon altogether. The side will be without strikers Emmanuel Dennis and Odioni Gallo due to club commitments. Dennis opted to stay with his English side Watford as they battle survival in the English Premier League, while Igalo's Saudi Arabian club Al-Shabaab did not permit his participation in this year's competition. The Nigeria team's concerns in the striking department were further compounded by the fact that another striker, Victor Osimhen, tested positive for COVID-19 while with his club, Napoli. With the chopping and changing coming into the coaching staff and players, there's no doubt the Super Eagles would have appreciated an opportunity to acclimatize, but instead find themselves playing their opening fixture against the most successful team in the competition, a team with impressive seven titles under their belt. Perhaps might be of consolation to the Super Eagles, though, is the fact that they hold the upper hand as far as the previous meeting between the two sides is concerned, having lost only five of the 18 matches contested between the two. And while history might favor the West Africans, it is Egypt who will be expected to step out stronger as they'll be looking to desperately atone for the disappointing showing on home soil in 2019. And let's add to that the fact that they seem to be hitting their stride under coach Carlos Quiro and have the services of one of the most prolific strikers in Mohamed Salah. And you can definitely see why history in this particular encounter will count for very little. For Nigeria, the task will be a difficult and unenviable one, which is to try and contain a very informed Mo Salah, a task which, if they get right, could very well produce a favorable result. Al-Salah has been instrumental for the Faroes since making his 2017 AFCON debut, having been involved in six of the last ten goals during that time. But Salah will require the support of his teammates to ease some of the pressure that does come with being amongst the best in the world. The question is, can Mo Salah lead his side from the disappointment of 2019 and secure morale-boosting victory in their opening match? Or will the Eagles soar above the Pharaohs as they look to get their fourth AFCON title? So that was the preview. And now, let's take the moment Kelichi Inyacho scored that brilliant goal against Egypt. That game ended 1-0. Amaruo. Trezeguet having to help out Abdul Monim defensively at the moment. The ball was in towards Awanii. The chance still might be here for Iheanacho. And what a finish that is by Kalechi Iheanacho to give the Super Eagles of Nigeria the lead against Egypt. Ianacho stepping up, showing that Nigeria 
pack a goal threat even without Aussie men and Igalo. Moses Simon again tormenting Egypt down the left. Egazi's header. And then when the ball reached Ianacho, he set himself so well and it flew past El Shinawi. A deft header, Ianacho's way from Aribo. One touch to control, one touch to find the top corner. Super finish. Nigeria lead 1 0. That was indeed a super, super finish. And um, for my audience, that game was another key record I want to share with you. Egypt have been unbeaten in their last 16 group games at the AFCON. Their last defeat at the group stages was at the African Cup of Nations 2004 in Tunisia against Algeria. So coming into this game, that should tell you the pedigree that seven-time African champions came into this game with. And um, Nigerians really played above themselves. And one player that stood out on the wings was Simon. And um, we'll hear from Mr. Kowa what he makes of that game. Mr. Kowa, what do you make of that game? Well, I believe this was this was one of the this was so far the best performance from a, a nation that was deemed deemed to be favorites um, in this year's edition and 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 you could tell that you could tell that for you could tell that it was well merited because look at this performance against one of the best um, countries in Afghan history it was it was a very good performance and and as you can and as as we all know Augustine Egwavon who was who was coached back then for the Super Eagles in 2004 just inherited the, this Nigerian team on on it on on an interim basis and has done so well in terms of pre preparation towards this tournament now look at how he played his side. I think. Well, I think Simon was very threatening. Was was very good throughout throughout this game. He he looked to terrorize the the the, the Egyptian right back, and even he even he he forced he forced an injury of the starting right back. So then you could see how good he was. And for Nigeria's midfield, Joe Aribo and Buffett, indeed, they were very immense today. They didn't lose a single duel today on the field, and and that showed how solid they were to be able to to be able to face one of the best players in the world currently, Mohamed Salah. Um, Oluwa Aina, um, of formerly of Chelsea, was very very good at right back today too. He was he was defensively sound. He kept he kept um Trezeguet in check. He he was. He he helped the team go um, go forward, and he was and he was very composed throughout the game, and uh, and now you can and now you can you can see you can see how good you can see how good the the centre back pairing complemented each other, even though they lost out to even though they lost Balogun in this tournament, Kenneth Omeru stepped in stepped in with um Trust Ekon and. Was very solid too. So then you can see, 
you can see how good they were. Even Samuel Chukwueze, sorry, I didn't mention him earlier. Yes. Very, very threatening. Every time he had the ball, every time he, he carried the ball. the ball, you can see you, you you can see the intent, and you can see even though it was a four four two, with 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 the more attacking with the more attacking side to it, it was very well executed, and it was one of the best performances. I have I have seen from 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 the Super Eagles in quite a long time. I couldn't agree more, I couldn't agree more with you, uh, Mr. 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 Akua. And uh, what do you make of senior man Kelechi Iniacho? Iniacho's goal for me that goal is already a goal contender of the tournament. And uh, what do you make of his performance as well? Well, for Iniacho, it is it is it is quite simple for him as a as a striker, and we all know that. We all know that watching him since the under seventeen World Cup, watching him play for Man City, he doesn't need a lot of chances to be able to bury one. So then, it was it, it was it was it was an impressive showing for for him, and with his with his youth strike partner partnering him in twenty twenty two shows how far they've come in terms of in terms of cohesion and in terms of cohesion and, and chemistry. You can you you can you, you can see that those two have played for a long time and they were clicking very well because Taiwo Awoniyi was helping him press him chase him and was winning a, a lot of was winning a lot of balls and holding up play for Ian Nacho to be able to function very well. So then it was a very good performance from Kelechi Ian Nacho for me. Yes, for me I was also very happy for uh, Taiwo because uh, Taiwo has really come a long way. You know Taiwo was an original Liverpool player who was only recently uh, uh, sold permanently to Union Berlin. He's, he's had a toric time uh, going on loan uh, several times. And um, for me, I watched him physically together with Iniacho in that youth under-17 tournament in the UAE when they went all the way to the finals. And uh, uh, Iniacho seemed uh, also um, struggled a bit at some point in his career, but he seemed to have found stability um, in Leicester. But uh, 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 Taiwo also seems to have found stability with Union Berlin, and is one of the leading top scorers in the Bundesliga. And uh, I was very happy uh, this afternoon seeing the two of them play together. And um, do you think going forward? Nigeria will have a selection problem in the future when Igalo, Osime, and uh, join the, the, the striking force. They do presently, even 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 as of now, they do have a problem in terms of um, s- selection because, as you can see, even Alex Iwobi was wasn't was um, was known came in well very late, so then you can tell. That there are a lot of, there are a lot of, there's a lot of competition in terms of the Super Eagles right now, currently, and even for this player, um, Eduke, um, a very, a very, very good winger too. He also came in. He also came in. He also came in, and he showed a lot of promise. Maybe he was selfish at times, but then you can see how threatening he is as, as a winger, and so then you know that this Nigerian team, it is, it is. It is it is it is a testament to what the Nigerian Football Federation have done in terms of youth progression over the years, from the under seventeen side to the under twenty side and now to the national team. Because now you can see 
um, Nakwali um, featuring, you can see Aina featuring, you can see Ihenachu, you can see Taiwo Awaniyi. So then it is it is a very it is a very good thing for Nigerian football football at the moment to have their youth players playing very well for the senior national team. And talking of youth players, another youth player who for me was astounding and was uh, even though Inacho was adjourned the man of the match, I felt he also stood out on the wings. Simon, uh, what what a brilliant performance from him! What do you make of Simon's performance? I I think I think he was he was he was he was very threatening, and he could have he could have done better. He could have done better with the earlier chance he had when Joe Aribo played him on and he could have scored. And maybe without goal, he could have been adjudged the man of the match because aside aside as aside from him being a constant threat to the Egyptian fullback, he just he just lacked he just lacked a bit of cutting edge in front of goal. And with 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 this kind of show, you just hope that after the first game it just gets better and better for him. So then it was it was very impressive for me. Yeah, very impressive uh, uh, performance, and uh, we can only hope we get many of such uh, performances. And we also hope the floodgates of goals will open, and we will not have a one-goal project in in Cameroon, in, in Cameroon. And um, the last uh, uh, game for the day was between Sudan and Equatorial Guinea. That game ended goalless. And uh, Mr. Kowa, what is your general overview of that game as well? Well, I believe that Guinea-Bissau should have should have been able to should have been able to leave this game with at least three points because they played they played quite well. They were very threatening, as you can see with their set pieces, with their midfield play, with their wing play. They had Mama Baude attacking attacking the Sudanese very well. But then the Sudanese didn't look like they didn't look like complete whipping boys as they also tried to also initiate their kind of counters. But then the most important detail of of this whole group stage is to win. So for Pele, for for their for their star man missing a penalty in the game and for them also hitting the the crossbar with the rebound also showed that they they need to be more clinical or they need to be more composed up front because without being more composed up front you are not you are not going to be able to get a result out of any game. So then for for the for, for what Guinea Bissau did, I probably think they should have been able to leave this match with a win at least. Yeah. And um we are wrapping up with our show but uh we'll do a quick a quick Roundup of what to expect tomorrow. Equatorial Guinea Ivory Coast. What do you expect in that game in Group E? Well, Ivory Coast, the elephant should be able to should be able to coast through this game very safely because they have they have a lot of firepower to be able to attack to be able to attack the to be able to attack the Equatorial Guineans and and it shouldn't but then. As we all know, look at what Sierra Leone did today. So then, you you can you can you can deem or you can adjudge Ivory Coast as their favorite, but then you shouldn't count Equatorial Guinea out. But then, 
if all things being equal in football on paper, every coach should be able to take this game and show a very commanding performance. Exactly, exactly. And um, Group F, Tunisia, Mali. That's well. I don't know for you, but then for me, that's one of the games to to look out for in this tournament because you will see. Because I think you are going to see a lot of technical play, a lot of end to end action um, in that game, and you should and and you should hope that we, sh- we should hope that the defenses too are then the defenses too will be stellar tomorrow as well as the attacking. So then I believe that that game is is, is really going to be balanced. But for me, for a bit of bias, I really hope that Mali should be able to beat Tunisia this time around. Most definitely. Most definitely. I think I agree with you on that on that note. And um, Mauritania, Gambia. For me, I'm sticking my neck out for the Gambians. Otherwise, it could end a goalless draw. I don't know what you think. Oh, I, I, I actually also, I actually also share the same sentiments because the, because the, the Gambians are a very quick team, and they also, and they also, they, they've also learned how to use their width to be able to worry to to be able to worry the opposition. So then, the Gambians, the the Gambians are slightly ahead of Mauritania going into this game, but then. We don't know what will happen. Probably a low-scoring game or maybe a game full of half chances or big chances that will be missed. Probably probably Mauritania too may steal the three points. We may never know. But then all things being equal, it should be a good game too. Yeah. So uh, all things being equal, that should be a very, very good game. Uh, Mr. Akowa, thank you for your time. Thank you for those succinct and deep and uh, detailed analysis um, of the games. And um, as always, uh, it's a joy to have you. We are excited to 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 to, to always hear from you as well. And uh, we look forward to uh, having you on the show tomorrow uh, as well. And uh, on this note, my lovely audience. Uh, all too soon we've come to the end of today's episode and I will leave you with our official theme song for the AFCON 2021 which says we stand for Africa until same time tomorrow 9pm GMT 4pm East Coast American time and 1pm West Coast American time It's been great coming your way with a special African Cup of Nations 2021 podcast from Cameroon.